0: G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast, Darren Mitchell on this Monday, the 6th of March, 2023, a brand new start to a brand new week. Trust wherever you happen to be in the world, you've had a fantastic weekend and looking forward to a massive, massive week in sales. And if you are a brand new listener, welcome aboard. Thank you for finding the podcast. Uh, If you can do me a favor and maybe do yourself a favor, but also do your team a favor, and press follow or press subscribe on the platform that you are listening to. And uh, please share it. If this is of value to you, please share it with your team. Please share it with your key peers uh, because we want to get as many people as possible into the groove of becoming an exceptional sales leader, not just in Australia, but around the world. And we've got many, many listeners all over the world. So I trust this message finds you at the right time. So if you're a brand new listener, welcome aboard. If you are a returning listener, and I know there's a lot of those, greatly appreciate you continuing to plug in. To the podcast, I don't take this for granted. Uh, something I do as well. I try to do every single day. Obviously, there are some days if I'm running workshops that, based on travel, it makes it pretty difficult to record one. But uh, I try to get to at least three or four, maybe five episodes per week, and uh, trying to get as many newer guests, new exciting guests on as possible to uh, broaden, I guess, the experience base, broaden the exp- uh, the expertise, but also give different perspectives. From others in different uh, in different industries, that hopefully will help all of us increase and improve our leadership capabilities. So on today's podcast, we are going to talk about numbers. Now, one of the key areas that I always focus on when coaching and mentoring sales leaders is the behaviours and actions that need to be taken in order to deliver exceptional results. Now, I'm very very big on talking about the game plan, talking about the I guess the daily habits, the weekly habits, the monthly habits that we need to put in place. As a sales leader, but also the habits that we need to help our team develop as well. And if we do that over time, the numbers should take care of themselves. So this this particular episode might sound a little bit counterintuitive because here's the host of the Exceptional Sales Leader podcast banging on all the time about just focus on the behaviors and take your eyes off the numbers. We need to know the number in terms of the objectives we're trying to hit. Where I have a problem is the relentless focus on a lot of leaders and far too many leaders, in fact just revert to driving all of their focus on the numbers and often at the expense of the key underlying behaviors. And this can often result in poor outcomes. It can often result in poor engagement or at best, you might see some short-term spikes in terms of performance. And I've recorded a number of podcasts on this topic and I still see today sales leaders uh, and observing sales leaders run sales meetings uh, where it's just a relentless focus on the year-to-date number. And everything is about the, the number. And unless the team is either on track or ahead of schedule, those sort of situations and those sort of meetings become quite a negative type meeting because it's always coming from a position of lack, uh, presupposing that there's these massive gaps that we overcome. And that just puts pressure on, on people, puts pressure on the individual salesperson, but also puts pressure on all the people associated with the sales team. But also, at the end of the day, when I put myself in the shoes of the sales leader, there's probably a lot of self-imposed pressure on that because the the expectations either on ourselves as a sales leader or in, in terms of the implied pressure from senior leaders is we always have to be on track. We always have to have a plan, and we always have to be giving good news. Because unfortunately, in a lot of organizations, the senior leaders, what they expect is they expect good news. They expect positive news they do not expect uh, challenging news and they do not expect problems and if they do get problems what they're looking for is a solution to a problem which can just add even more pressure to the sales uh, leader so if we are to oversee an exceptional team and become in the process an exceptional sales leader then we've got to learn to take a step back and start focusing our attention on making progress rather than moving to perfection. And in order to do that, there are two key things that we as sales leaders must get straight so that we can do this with confidence. Number one, we must be able to define the current reality. Now, this is an absolute key attribute of an exceptional sales leader because they have this ability to understand all the stuff that's going on and cut through all of the rubbish, all of the innuendo, all the uh, pretentiousness in some cases Uh, all of the opinions and understand what is the current reality and be able to communicate that to all the relevant stakeholders. Now, this is one of the key attributes, not just of a great sales leader, but also any great leader is their ability to identify and current the current reality. Because no matter what's going on, the last thing you want to be doing is painting a rosy picture, which can then give a false sense of confidence when the absolute opposite is the harsh reality. So great leaders, exceptional leaders are able to do that. They know that it's not about painting an unrealistic picture and then trying to sell that to senior leaders, thinking that I'll tell them what they want to hear or what I think they want to hear. This is about being genuinely authentic and factual with where we are at and where the team is at because this becomes the launching pad. Now, I often say to sales leaders in particular, we've got to know our numbers in relation to the benchmark and so we can establish the foundation. Now, as a team or as a business, when you look at your addressable market, we may only have a small percentage of the share of wallet that is addressable in that particular marketplace. And what some sales leaders will do is actually make it sound better or bigger than it actually is. Great leaders and exceptional sales leaders in particular understand that we've got to define reality. So if our current share of wallet is 10% or if our current share of wallet is 5%, then it's 5%. Now that opens up many sales leaders to be judged and that's okay because exceptional sales leaders are more than happy to be judged because they're going to be basing this on fact because this becomes the foundation and becomes the launching pad from which they're going to launch from. But that's the first thing, be able to do that. And if you can do that as a sales leader in particular, establish that level of reality. It's not about uh, embellishing the truth. It's not about making anything bigger than it needs to be. And it's certainly not about creating a picture or a story that your senior leaders are going to want to hear or you think they're going to want to hear because often you start t- telling things and painting a picture that's actually not reality, then it can be very, very difficult to uh, bring people back or to get things back on an even cure because eventually people's BS meters are going to be pretty good and it's not going to take a lot for in terms of an investigation to find out that, hey, what you're talking about is not necessarily the harsh reality. So number one is you've got to be able to define current reality. And that's probably one of the most important things that as a leader, we can actually learn to do. Irrespective of how harsh that reality might be to face at the time, that is a really, really solid starting point. Now, the second thing to define reality, we must also know our numbers. Now, this might sound a little bit counterintuitive to what I've already talked about. And particularly if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll hear me always talk about the fact that if we take care of the daily agenda, if we take care of the process, we follow the game plan, the numbers will take care of themselves. And that is absolutely correct. However, what we need to be able to do as part of establishing that reality is we need to know what the starting point is. We need to know what the numbers are so that we can start identifying the key behaviors and we can start measuring progress according to those key behaviors. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, "Well, what are the key numbers?" Well, a lot of it's going to depend on the industry you're in, but also the particular business that you're in. So your organization, your team may actually have some very very specific and granular numbers that you need to get your get yourself across, but also get your team across. Now, the whole thing with all of these is yes, you need to know your numbers because that helps to define reality and that helps create I guess the benchmark or the foundation. Where we want to move away from then is saying, okay, these are the numbers, but we need to now start thinking about what are the behaviors we need to drive so we can start measuring progress against these and not, as unfortunately many sales leaders do and are forced to do, is focus all of their attention on the number almost at the expense of everything else. So um, here's a list of things to start thinking about, and these are the numbers that we as sales leaders must get crystal clear on, right? and by all means, add any more that might be relevant to you. But the key part is get crystal clear on what these numbers are because that provides you with a very, very solid foundation. Now, uh, this is in no particular order, but you're going to have to look at things like your average conversion rate. When you look at your sales team and how many calls and how many meetings they have per month, what is the percentage of those meetings as it relates to the number of customers? that come on board. Now, if you're in a brand new uh, business development type area, then obviously you'll be measuring the conversion rate in terms of how many meetings turn into paying customers. If you're in a at retention type, account management type sphere, you're probably looking at what is the retention rate, how many of our customers are sticking with us, how many of our customers are resigning contracts, extending contracts, or even adding additional lines of business to existing contracts. So. What is the average uh, conversion rate? And this particular number also starts to give you some insights in terms of whether you need to continue to train your salespeople, whether they've got the right sort of messaging, are they asking the right level of questions, what type of questions, are they leading with product features and and benefits, or are they really doing uh, a great job in terms of identifying key problems and therefore qualifying really hard the customer or potential customer for this particular solution. So thinking about what your average conversion rate is a key metric. Another one to consider also is the number of calls it takes to convert to meetings per month. So if you've got a a new business development team, how many calls does the team need to make on a weekly and monthly basis to convert to x number of qualified meetings for that particular month which by the way then leads on to the first metric being the average conversion rate so how many calls need to be made in order to get the the metric of x number of meetings that you know that if we focus on those behaviors the numbers will take care of themselves but as you can see we need to have some sort of benchmark some sort of foundation so what are the number of calls you need to make in order to get those conversions Also thinking about in terms of revenue, when you're starting to look into the customer side, what is the average revenue per customer? So what does that represent to you in terms of what is your average customer worth to you in terms of an organization? And then go a little bit deeper because a lot of organizations will measure based on top line revenue, but also underneath that, what is the contribution that that customer is making to the profitability the business. So what is your average profit margin per customer? Now, as sales leaders, you may not always be privy to that information, and certainly salespeople are often not given the information in terms of profitability. They are simply, in many cases, measured on top-line revenue and new sales. Uh, But as a sales leader who knows their business and knows their number, you want to be able to determine what areas of the business and the services and solutions you provide which ones are going to be more profitable and therefore you can start to direct the attention of your sales team into those more profitable areas as long as those are going to definitely solve customer problems. So what is your average profit margin per customer? Another one which is pretty big in most sales organizations is the rolling 90-day pipeline value. And what is that? That is as a percentage of your sales target. Now, in many organizations, they have some sort of metric that says we need to have a rolling 90-day pipeline to the value of three times our current sales target. Now that's okay, because that gives you volume in terms of sales opportunities, which gives confidence to the organization to say, we've got enough opportunities in the pipeline to all things being equal to be able to deliver on our numbers. Now, we have to look at this with a little bit of a um, a forensic lens here, because depending on what your average conversion rate is, uh, you need to have either one times, 1.5 times, or in some cases, five times, your sales target as a rolling 90 day pipeline in order to give you every opportunity of hitting your number. So you have gotta think about, based on all the metrics that are in place and what your conversion rates are and also what the profitability is, what is the rolling day pipeline that you need to have in your team to give you coverage that all things being equal, and if we actually maintain that conversion rate, we'll have a high degree of confidence that we'll be able to get those numbers in the door. So uh, one client in particular had um, recently, they did some analysis and they had a 35% conversion rate, which meant they probably had to have more than three times their average uh, sales target in order to have confidence based on that conversion rate that would they would be able to hit their number. Now, other clients have over 50% of a conversion rate based on the pipeline and therefore they don't need as much in the pipeline because their conversion rate is higher. So that logically makes sense. So get really, really clear on what your rolling 90-day pipeline should look like. Also start thinking about the number of meetings or the sales conversations that your account executives are having per month. Right. So if a lot of organizations and and one I'm working with at the moment say we need to have uh, three or four face-to-face meetings per day. Now, if you work that out, that's probably Uh, 10 to 15 uh, client face-to-face sort of meetings per week and that should equate to uh, a certain uh, sales conversion rate at the end of the month. But you also got to start thinking about what is the quality of those particular conversations and are we doing the qualification process well enough? So just looking at the number of meetings is not necessarily just the metric you need to be looking at but what are some of the underlying things we need to be focused on as well such as the quality of the... of the the prospects, uh, whether there's an actual fit in terms of the business, uh, whether there's other components that you might look at in terms of qualification criteria, but at a high level at least, starting to look at the number of meetings or the sales conversations that your account executives are having per month. But also from a sales leader's perspective, what are the number of coaching sessions you're conducting per month as well? So as a sales leader, one of the key responsibilities we have is to coach, develop, and mentor Our sales teams, not just administer them. So depending on how many accounting executives you have in your team, what number of coaching sessions should you be running per month and conducting per month? So this is by no means an exhaustive list, but just some things to start thinking about that will enable us to get a better understanding and a better handle on our business and help us to define what the current reality is. And then we can start to identify the key behaviors and actions that we want our salespeople to focus on so that we can begin to measure progress. Now, it is an old cliche, but it is such a true cliche, and that is you cannot manage what you cannot measure. And the presupposition in that is we need to be able to measure something because we need to know what the good looks like, and we need to know what we are aiming for. But the trick is, as a sales leader, is once you know your numbers, then we need to start to focus our attention on the behaviors that will drive the numbers, not just focus on the numbers like most sales leaders do, unfortunately, in just about every single industry. So as we begin the brand new week and as we wrap up this particular episode, a couple of questions to ask yourself as part of a pre-week self-reflection. Number one is how clearly have you defined your current reality for your team and for your business? And number two, how well do you know your numbers. Now, if there's any doubt on any of the answers to these questions, what better time than right now to apply some laser focus so that we can drive key behaviors that will drive progress? So I trust that message helps and I trust that message resonates and I certainly trust that message reaches you at the exact moment that you needed to hear that message. So as a quick reminder, if you'd like to work together, I'd like to have a conversation about possibly working together in a coaching and mentoring capacity. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve, what your team's looking to achieve over the next 90 plus days. We can put a plan together and start the execution phase ASAP. So very much look forward to that conversation. Thanks again for plugging into the podcast and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best.